Hello and welcome back to Across the Acres, a Bex Hybrids podcast, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire you by interviewing others who maybe have a story to share or a life lesson that they can bring to our attention. Today, I'm excited to be joined by, well, I need to introduce myself. Oops. David Ringer is my name. And with me today is my co-host, Carly Fry, our producer, Morgan Fitch. And the star of today's show is Bjorn Peterson. Bjorn, welcome. Everyone, welcome. Good morning. Yeah, star. I don't know. That's quite the introduction. Yeah, you are a star in our minds. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what like rating of star we would give you, Morgan. We're thinking two and a half, three stars. Just give me over three. Is one three. is one like excellent? Five is unsatisfactory, or is it is it the other way? I think okay. it's the other way. I just want to be above average. You want to be above average. <laughs> Everything meets yeah. expectations yeah. and above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here today. Pleased that you could join us. And for starters, just tell us about you. Um, who's Bjorn Peterson? What do you do for Bex Hybrids? And why in the world are you stuck in a room with three crazy people who <laughs> want to interview the best you? Question. No, uh, thank you, Bjorn Peterson, um, seed advisor, Southern Minnesota, uh, married to my lovely wife, Gina, for, gosh, our anniversary is August 7th. I got to think here now, this will be 11 years. Wow, congratulations. Um, and we have three kids, Graham, who's uh, just a spitfire, loves to go, keeps me on my toes, Lola, who really keeps me on my toes. She just turned three. And then we have a little boy named Bodie who is 10 months. Okay. Yeah. Fun so ages. Us. Yeah. We're having a blast. How did you meet your wife? Um, actually high school sweethearts. She was a year uh-huh. older than me from the rival high school and oh, you know, it just rival high Yeah, school. She graduated. We started dating and I thought, well, she's going off to college. This is probably just a, you know, high school fling and, 20 years later, about here we are with three kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great ages to really enjoy life. Uh, We are. Yeah. Yeah. We're having a blast. Good. Well, what about your role here at Beck Seed Advisor? What does that mean? So, I mean, it it means exactly what it sounds like. Uh, We're very in tune with the customer, um, customer being dealers and customer being farmers and and making sure that uh, we're selecting products that are going to make the customer successful, which inevitably makes the dealer successful in selling them more products and makes us more successful. So I think uh, just in general, we're, we're brand ambassadors that are, uh, are locally placed and working with people right on the farm. So love the job, have a lot of fun doing it and, uh, and have had a lot of fun meeting cool people along the way. How long have you been with us? Um, I actually screwed up yesterday in a meeting saying this it january of 19 so this is third third growing season so how badly did you screw up in the meeting are you no longer with us uh no i think did did they bring you a brown box until you harold didn't see it and mike didn't see it oh you're fine so we're good yeah you're golden then yeah but they're gonna hear this on the podcast you think they will oh they will now it's out unless morgan you know takes it out edit that out please yeah you got it thank you what about life in minnesota Obviously, land of 10,000 lakes, which isn't true. I've counted. Oh, no, it's not? No, it's not even close to that. I it's mean, more. it's way more. more yeah. Way more. Yeah. But yeah, growing up in Minnesota, besides mosquitoes being your state bird, <laughs> what else is in Minnesota? Um, shoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm very prideful to be from Minnesota. Love the state. Love everything about it. Um, love the sports that come through it, even though we don't win championships. We have, we're good people. Yes. Um, yeah. So like from 
a Southern Minnesota standpoint, we get the agricultural side. We have, it's a very foundational part of the state in that respect. Are there a lot of specialty crops or is it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we get a little bit of the the canning crops with peas and sweet corn, and then there's a a pocket of sugar beets um, in Southern Minnesota, but predominantly corn and soybeans. Good. Yep. And then Northern Minnesota is obviously lake country and you get a little bit of the the pine trees and getaway feel. What was the worst thing you did growing up that we could put on the air? Oh boy. Um, worst. <laughs> I actually did get in trouble. So, so I was in FFA like everybody. Right. And yes. so they, uh, we did a uh, fundraiser uh, called the corn drive and we'd drive around in pickups in high school and go to local farmers in their field and they dump corn in and you'd bring it into the, we had a little drop spot and it was snowing that day in October and of course, when there's snow, we were in a field and we decided to whip some cookies and it was in my dad's field where we're renting. Oh no. And we got chased down the gravel road. Wait, wait, wait. Whip some cookies. I was yeah. just about to jump in and ask that. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, you, it clarify. Is that like doing donuts? Yeah. Donuts, cookies. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I was trying to That's be- a very, I feel, is that a Minnesota <laughs> thing? A Minnesota thing. A Minnesota. I don't know. We've got to video record these podcasts because the look Morgan just gave you was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's talking about whipping cookies and I was like, Throwing cookies at you? Oreos, that, yeah. That uh-huh. makes no sense. It's a waste uh-huh. of a perfectly good cookie. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a bad day. That was that was a growing up moment. Like, shouldn't do that, but it, mm. it was fun. Good. Good way to grow up. Yep. So you, you talked a little bit about farming in Minnesota and what that looks like, feels like, acts like for you and specialty crops and whatnot. Um, you know, let's talk about, you're still early on in your career, right? And so you're going to see a lot of transition and growth in our younger generation when it comes to farming. Um, So tell me a little bit about when you hear the phrase or term farmer of the future, what comes to mind for you or what do you think or what have you seen? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, it's kind of interesting from you say that uh, I'm still early in my career. There was a lot of times, you know, in the previous 12 years being out of college, I'd look around, I'd be the youngest room at the table or youngest person in the room at the table. And now I look around, a lot of my peers are younger than I am. Uh, but I, the farming community just in general is, has been an, an older crowd, at least in my experience. A lot of the decision makers are at least in their late 40s, 50s. And, and we're starting to see now that the, uh, the technology gap is becoming more prevalent. And, you know, so the, the younger generation is much more in tune with technology, email, um, smartphones, social media, just getting your information's changed. And I think the farmer of the future is going to be a lot more tapped in um, from an education standpoint. They're going to demand more of us as suppliers to be able to answer questions um, very timely. And they're going to be very progressive. They're going to be pushing the needle on everything because um, learning for them isn't going to a trade show once a year. It's every day. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think. So David, what that means is we have job security there from an <laughs> yes. education standpoint. So that's what I, that that's, that's, what my, that's my takeaway. That's all I'm that. hearing. Right. Job yes. security. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. So um, you, you kind of tapped into this a little bit towards the end. 
what kind of qualities and characteristics would you say that they're going to have? Is it more of a business mindset? Um, are they still going to have that that agriculture or that agronomy mindset? Or where where are you seeing those characteristics being developed or qualities being developed? In my opinion, I think the the agronomic side is probably an area that um, at least from the farmers that I've I've looked at, that's something that will always be uh, something that will be reach researched by these guys. Uh, but the characteristics that they're naturally going to take is just being a little bit more entrepreneurial. Um, they'll be a little bit more driven to get information. And so they'll take it upon themselves to, to push the needle a little bit more than maybe their grandpa or dad did just because uh, we grew up with Google mm-hmm. or Yahooligans and all that <laughs> stuff back in as kids. So I think that's going to be a driving factor. So you mentioned entrepreneurship and I think about Bex in that, that light or that standpoint, because we were founded on entrepreneurship. Do you think that's going to help with them and their, their values and, and what they're looking for in, in an organization to do business with and life with? Yeah. I think the big thing is like entrepreneurs, they're always trying to be creative. And one of the things that, that, I think Bex does an excellent job is being flexible in how we present information. Um, we have so many different values to offer. And so from that standpoint, and as an outsider looking in, I would assume they're thinking, well, these guys, these guys are, are an expert in a lot of areas. And that drives that entrepreneurial spirit, in my opinion. Yeah. So we talked about qualities. We've talked about characteristics. You know, we talked about the farmer of the future what challenges are they going to face? Because there's always going to be pain points, but what do you see that, do you see a gap there? Or what do you see coming down the pipeline as something that might challenge them or, or challenge more of our, um, our older generation type farmers where there's maybe going to be that gap? Yeah. One of the biggest challenges I think is just the consolidation. Um, just having bigger farms, a little bit tougher opportunities to get started with inflation to costs, equipment. And then another one, I, I really do believe that there'll be more EPA restrictions um, just in how we're managing weeds um, and how we're managing tilth and how we're applying fertilizers. I just think in general, uh, we're going to be, there's going to be more asked of the farmer than in the previous generations. So for you personally, how do you want to grow professionally, also at home? What what ways do you want to be better tomorrow than you were today or are today were yesterday? Yeah, so that's awesome question. I mean, in I, I really do think that just working for Bex, it opens your eyes and empowers you to just, you know, figure out who you are and what you want to do. Um, for, for me personally, I just want to be the best seed advisor and local guy possible. I mean, what that means is I want to be recognized in the community as being a, an excellent agronomic resource, somebody that if they have questions, you know, Bjorn's a guy to that we can call and trust and rely on. And just, you know, from a, at home standpoint, I just want to be looked at as, yeah, that that guy's a a pillar of the community, a great guy. We can rely on him and, and, uh, you know, I live in a small town. We got 2000 people. So I think that's important. And, and then just have my kids look up to me, you know, when they are, you know, in my last moments on this planet, I want them to be proud of me as a dad. So 
you're also applying for husband of the year. Um, I don't how's know that, if that process. Does going? that go back to the five star rating? I believe so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. She, I don't know if she'd give me that. I like to go golfing on the weekends, and that's oh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's, that can get balance. you in trouble. Yeah. So, what's your handicap? <laughs> um, what, or do we not? Are, say are, that we, on the, are we playing? <laughs> oh. Like, because otherwise, I'll sandbag a little bit. No, we're, no, not we're playing. sandbag away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ten. Okay. Yeah, nice. I'm not great, but I like to have fun. Yeah. If it was less than 10, we'd be concerned that you played more golf yes. than take yeah. care of customers. Yes, yeah. yes so. that seed advisor, trusted advisor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good number. Yeah. You, you chose the right number. What resources do you tap into to make yourself better? Um, there's a lot. You know, the, the one thing that I like to brag to our customers is how talented the people are at Beck's. Um, the resources we got, I, our agronomist, Dale Victoria, shout out to him. He is awesome. I, he does such a phenomenal job of making some of the tough questions relatable in the field and just relating. He's a farmer himself. I've known him for a long time. He's he's excellent. So he's a big resource. I mean, Pruitt, he's my boss, our area team leader. He uh, He's a calming voice in the hectic parts of your job. And and he he makes, he puts things in perspective. And then um, actually a lot of my teammates locally are great. Uh, you know, they're just great people. Um, and I think that's a that's a huge asset to have is having good people to work with. Absolutely. The education department at Bex too. Yes, right. the education department. Maybe the best yes. in the yes. world. Absolutely. Right. We Not get that five-star rating. Yeah. Own horn, but... Now our marketing department's really struggling though. There's a guy in there named Morgan. Easy. Yeah, he's, he's on the struggle Easy. bus. But yeah. We'll bring him back around. Yeah. yeah. So no, we, might, we might keep him. He, we didn't bring a brown box for you. So. No. Oh, thank you. Mercy that's, and grace. Oh, thank that's, you. That's that, our mean, that means a lot coming from both of you. Yes. I appreciate it. What about your comfort zone? What have you done in the last, say, 30 days to push yourself outside of it? Oh, wow. Uh, last 30 days, you know, I think the big thing for us is, is sales um, uh, individuals is with the launch of programs and pricing as early as we did this year, that got us out of our comfort zone. I mean, just in general. Absolutely. Because just your mindset, I mean, I've been selling for 12 years, but some of the guys in the industry that have been selling a lot longer than that, there's just, it, there's just a natural progression that you start getting. I mean, we're, we're creatures of, ha- right. of habit and it got disrupted. And so talking to dealers, trying to get them to flip the switch, that's something that's been challenge and a good one i think mm-hmm. and, and and it probably put them out of their comfort zone yeah. as well because like you said there's certain months where things happen mm-hmm. and where creatures have happened so we know hey this next month we're going to go through this or we're going to do that and so those things those they're relying on those next steps and we kind of tossed a little ringer in there and yeah, they're absolutely. like oh yep. what is this why sales for you obviously you're comfortable with people and you're you're good at talking those are two things you need, <laughs> but sales is, is a unique business, especially the seed sales business. We're selling emotion. We're selling an experience. Why, why choose to do this for 12 years? So I did have a stint, um, working as a brand manager and doing the office stuff. I, I went, so I started in my career as sales doing very similar stuff and then, um, thought I wanted to, you know, have a different role, wanted to, you know, do more of the creative thinking, entrepreneurial type stuff. And, and I worked as a brand manager and I, I really quickly learned I didn't love it. I loved being, in my opinion, the brand manager of the downstream side of things. The front lines, if you will. Yes. Yeah. So 
that was an, that was the reason I went to Beck's. Honestly, I just, I, I looked at Beck's as being a great organization. I, I saw, um, great things because I worked in the industry and I gravitated towards them because I, I liked the opportunity. I liked, I wanted the, the idea of being on the front line and, um, it was in my opinion, a great match now. Um, so you, so David asked a really good question about, you know, why sales, you know, what the passion behind that, but I'm going to take a step further. Why Bex? What do you love most about working for our organization? Take the sales side out of it, but as an organization overall, you know, what, what stands out to you? What gets you going in the morning? Um, first and foremost, I love the family owned, privately owned, um, values. I, I think that's very important. I've actually never worked for a publicly owned company and that's been, that's a fun fact. Yeah. So that's something that's important to me. I, I, I love the idea that if I really had a reason to call Corey, Scott or Sonny, I could, like, I think that's incredible. Yes. Um, especially, I mean, just the, the magnitude of Bex. That's awesome. Um, and you know, the, the faith oriented uh, portion is important to me. I love that. And, and obviously it's a, it's a very sellable product, you know, having multiple trade offerings. I, I'm rattling off the, <laughs> the value proposition here, but in general, that's, that's what made me, I mean, there's, there's, can I be successful doing this? Cause if you're selling something that you don't think you can sell, well, that's, that's pretty tough. Everything else might be great, but in, in sales, it's, it's pretty tough. And right now, um, in my opinion, Bex has got the full package for me. That's wonderful. Okay, so we're gonna get in. We, we've kind of gone on this like serious path, but kind of funny path. But we're <laughs> gonna do some. We're gonna do some. What we call the fun fast five. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some five questions. I just want your first answer. Okay. If you overthink it, uh, Morgan zaps you with a a, a buzzer that's in your seat oh, and nice. electrify you. Yeah, it's very painful. So do you? So don't overthink it. Don't so overthink you it. You should. You got to f- experience what it feels like, though. Right? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. There's a dark side here to Bjorn that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Those long winters, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get bored. <laughs> yes. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, great. What is your favorite board game? Monopoly. Are you good at keeping a secret? I think so. What is your, your most treasured personal item? My kids. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. What's in your fridge right now? Not much. <laughs> Ooh, tell us more about that. Is it a kitchen remodel and our breaker didn't work? <gasps> oh, no. So there's not much. And getting a new fridge or do you not need a new fridge? Don't need a new fridge, just food. Just food. Yeah. Food drive for Bjorn Peterson yeah. family. Yes. Beginning Please. this afternoon. <laughs> Set up a GoFundMe page. Yes. I'll just give my Venmo. He's <laughs> Borg49. <laughs> uh, um, oh. So maybe keeping a secret? I, I said I think so. Oh, think so. Yeah. Think so. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at it. Okay. okay. Well, surely you must be then, right? He who thinks he is must be. Must be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds like something Confucius yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, you read that off like a Snapple cap, didn't you? Or a Dove wrapper. Or, it does uh, feel like a Dove Laffy wrapper. Taffy. Laffy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I speak in Laffy Taffy. I'm sorry, it's a problem. Oh, that's hilarious. But I am a sugar hound, so you you make it work. Yeah. What's your favorite thing that you do pull out of the fridge? If it was a fully stocked fridge with whatever, what would be the, your first like go to thing you would pull out? What time of day? Ooh, I, I just 
give just me, in general, just in general, snack urge. I'll probably do a diet too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do the not diet not fully too. leaded. Yeah, I no. The diesel feels tough. Once you make the switch to the diet, you pull a regular. You go oof. How do you feel about code red? No, yuck, <laughs> yuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Diet do. One last question. Every farming community seems to have a light beer of choice. What is your local community's light beer? Oh, of it's choice? Bush Light. Bush Light. Wow. Why? Morgan's Morgan, throwing up on. a little bit in, in his mouth right now. Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's his one word. Oh, that's great. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you with us today, Bjorn. Thank you right for on. being here. And for all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Please seek us out on social media platforms. Seek us out on everywhere you get a podcast you can find across the acres. Please uh, feel free to give us that five-star rating, one being bad, five being good, just to clarify. And uh, don't be afraid to comment. We also would love to have information on whom else we should interview and other topics that you would like to have us address. And you can reach us at edu at bexhybrids.com. That's E-D-U, short for education, at bexhybrids.com. Thank you again for joining us. And until next time, we will catch you across the acres.